Hello and welcome to Great Takes Less Filling by the Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go away you fur. With me as always is U Street. This week it's Tyler U Street Johnson. <laughs> I like this new direction you're going. We'll, we'll keep with it. Um, so that was dumb. That wasn't dumb. That was fantastic. That was amazing. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah, 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 whatever. They almost lost to Georgia Southern. But, like, imagine if this wasn't a team that you... Are we allowed to use expletives on this podcast? Go for it. Imagine Fuck if this it. was a team you didn't give a shit about. How bananas fun would this game have been? <laughs> that doesn't make the game... Uh, Think about it. In the fourth quarter, what happened? <laughs> you got a block field goal. It's returned for a touchdown. You got a fat guy touchdown. You got a two-minute, well, a little more than two minutes, but but functionally a two-minute drill to win the game, come back in style at home. It was, a pretty, have, bonk, it was a pretty bonkers two-minute drill, if we're honest. It was an incredibly bonkers two-minute drill. How many like holding penalties were on that? It was basically like holding penalty, great catch, holding penalty, holding penalty, great catch, great catch, uh, really great catch and run, very dumb running play, touchdown. <laughs> Mm. And we kicked the ball out of bounds after going up three because against any other team that would have meant a game-tying field goal, but thankfully Georgia Southern runs the option. It was helpful. Though, honestly, if they had gotten into about the – they only had about 13 seconds. I actually don't believe unless they had gotten out of bounds, they would have had the chance to bring the field goal kicking team on. But had they been able to, supposedly their field goal kicker is real good. Yeah, he's got a huge leg apparently. So apparently like 50 yards and in was – was all they really needed to get to. That game's fantastic. Now, I I should say all of that, be uh, and now note that because this is a podcast by The Daily Gopher, that perhaps it was slightly less fantastic when I was watching it. <laughs> Jesus. As a partisan. But as a neutral observer, it was great. <laughs> so, let's just run down the stupid because there was plenty of it. The blocked field goal was a blocking mayhem thing where, like, I don't know if they it was an alignment or spacing thing, but that that, blo- that, um, that guy got in unblocked without, I don't know, it was dumb. That needs to get fixed. should be fixed. Bryce Williams, who running back injuries are a thing. We shouldn't really have problems because we're usually really deep, but somehow Bryce Williams is in and he's not pass blocking well. So that's your you know defensive touchdown off of the Tanner Morgan fumble. We're kicking it out of bounds. Offensive line is missing stunts. Uh, Tanner's doing that stare down thing. I stare mean, down thing's bad. Stare down thing is real bad, especially because like sometimes he shows he can avoid it. But let's face it, at this point, stare down Tanner is like what sixty five percent of Tanner. Mobile Tanner is quite good. I suppose I love mobile Tanner. I want to go back very briefly to note that if you're a neutral observer, because I forgot about it because this game was so bonkers, if you're a neutral observer, uh, the officials also missed a very obvious fumble out the back of the end zone by the offense, which should have been a touchback and negated Georgia Southern's uh, second touchdown. <laughs> yeah, the one right before half. Or third, third touchdown, sorry. Uh, the, no, 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 that was their second touchdown. Was their second touchdown? Was, yeah, this is, this is how bonkers this game was. I forgot where all of the like wonderful mayhem would be. It's like those Allstate commercials, but not stupid. So, honest question at this point. Do we expect, do you really think at this point this team's going to start cleaning this up? Like, some of this is pretty, three games in, like, it's not great. It's not great. 
There are two major issues that I think have to be cleaned up on the offensive side of the ball, and there's one issue on the defensive side of the ball, but the defensive side of the ball I think is actually a little bit reasonable. I'll explain. So the offense on the offensive side, there are two. The first one is the offensive line has huge difficulty dealing with stunts. That might be because of the youth on the right side of the offensive line. It might be a difficulty in communication, whatever. But when the offensive line is dealing with pressure, particularly pressure that is stunting in such that someone is going to cross Curtis Dunlap's face or Daniel Falalele's face to do a stunt, they are very bad at blocking this. I don't know if the way to solve that is to bring in an additional tight end and potentially do more of the kind of max protect or the way that they masked Sam Schluter last season. I have no idea, but that's a that I think is a real big concern. It is helpful that you have two weeks to prepare for it because there is absolutely no way that the Purdue staff has not noticed it. That's the first problem. The second problem is a play calling problem, and it's a play calling problem that at this point I'm not actually clear if Kirk Sharaka is choosing to go vanilla or this is legitimately what the offensive scheme is going to be. I hope it's the former, because if it is the latter, ooh, I don't know. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun all year if you're a neutral observer. They have two phenomenal, phenomenal wide receivers. Note this game, the Georgia Southern appeared to try and double-team Rashad Bateman all game, and so promptly Tyler Johnson returned to being NFL-caliber Tyler Johnson. That's a pretty good player. Rashad Bateman at the end of the game, pretty good player. Demetrius Douglas, who is not talked about enough, but I'm just going to point out here, Demetrius Douglas actually my next end of the week because Tyler Johnson is my new name. Demetrius Douglas is my next end of the week because he is the reason why that drive continues. He has two fantastic catches. Yeah, sits down the zone uh, twice and picks up key first downs. To extend plays, knowing he was going to get hit really hard on one of them. That, that I think, is exactly what we would go for when we say uh, next in the week. Dave Douglas pretty good. Chris Altman-Bell's really good. That's four good wide receivers. That's two more than you need to be really good at passing the ball. And for some reason, the Gophers do not seem to have a lot of quick hitters. They're not particularly mobile with moving Tanner Morgan around it is hard for me also to tell from a running perspective why you would get into what is supposed to be what in essence looks like a zone read if all of them are design keepers because every time they're just leaving a guy unblocked that's the whole point of an option but if Tanner Morgan is never going to pull that ball what you saw today happening with George Southern who admittedly probably knows a thing or two about how to defend against an option read run offense even so, though, Tanner Morgan never keeps it, and he's wide open on the backside a lot. My supposition for why this is the case is that as far as the Gopher coaching staff is concerned, they have one quarterback right now. This is another side effect of Zach Anikstad's injury. But that, I think, is really, really worrisome. Now, it doesn't mean it's not fixable by any means. It does, however, mean that I think they will need to go a bit back to the drawing board, especially if the offensive line is not able to generate push. Obviously, if your offensive line is unable to generate push, it doesn't really matter what the rest of your scheme is, you're going to be hamstrung. But I don't think the Gopher staff is helping themselves. That's the offensive side. On the defensive side, saw a little bit late in this game. Keontae Shad had a really great game. He by necked into the week on defense. Joe Rossi's scheme needs to do a bit better at pressuring the quarterback with only rushing four. 
when that was working, it was working really well. I thought the defense had a much better game this week than they had the last couple of weeks. And indeed, if you look at how Georgia Southern scored the vast majority of their points, it wasn't from the offense. But I think that's the concern on defense. That, I think, is eminently fixable because I would suspect that the defense is trying to be as base as possible unless they have to get creative. And in that sense, I'm not too worried about that. The offensive side, I'm a bit more worried about. The minor fixable one is Tanner Morgan has to stop staring dudes down. Yeah, because that's that's not good. Or the ball's got to come out immediately. It's totally fine to stare a guy down if you only have one option. Like, look to see, look for whatever the read for the run is. You don't have it. Look to see if you've got the pass. You don't have it. I don't know, run three yards and slide or something. If that's all you're doing, I mean, hell, Cam Newton won the Heisman doing that. So it's not as if you can't do it in college. It's just he can't sit in the pocket for about four and a half seconds and stare the same guy down because eventually the defense will flow to his eyes. Yeah, kind of like, you know, how somebody named Antoine Winfield Jr. did last week. Like, good players will make plays. Exactly. And Tanner Morgan had a bunch of throws this game that he absolutely would want back. I don't think that – I would say of the interception, of course, the – pass before that should have been intercepted the other officiating mistake because demetrius douglas did not get credit for this but it was definitely a catch on the sideline that should not have ever been a pass that was thrown by tanner morgan no, should have he been should just kept off. running he but the fact that it was caught by demetrius douglas, and then somehow the officials claimed that they could have actual evidence to confirm that call on the field which is joke worthy that was a bad throw, too. There were lots of play also not throwing the ball away and taking a sack. These are things that is not all that unexpected for a young quarterback to do. we got to remember that Tanner Morgan still, in terms of total live football snaps, has now just hit almost one season as the starter. Nonetheless, that's going to be a challenge all season. Do I think that this team is not going to win any more games? No. One of the things I think is kind of impressive about this team is that they continue to play uh, not only, I suppose, down to the level of their opponent, I would say like in the basement of their opponent's split level, and yet still come away with wins, which again, if you are a neutral observer, I don't know why you want to watch any other team this year besides the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers. Every one of their games are bananas. I'm not neutral, though, Street. Like, I'm not neutral either. But I, I, have think... a heart, I have a heart that beats faster in stressful situations, and it can't take much more of this. Well, and it's already <laughs> difficult because your heart has to pump blood 30 stories up. I understand that oh, it's a fair. challenge. Fair. I'm just saying that if you are a partisan supporter, obviously it's something to be very frustrated about and be a little bit worried. I still, though, think that this team has the absolute talent to be a lot better, and there are certain things that each game look a little bit better. It's not improving in the way that you would like it to improve, but if we're going to be Northwestern last year, and at the end of this means we win the Big Ten Championship, I don't really care if you have a heart attack every third game like one of the super fans. I mean, I do. Please don't have heart attacks. Also, everyone worrying about heart issues, you know, relax, nitroglycerin, etc. Yeah. I mean, because I, I could honestly see them still winning in two weeks at Purdue and beating Illinois at uh, homecoming and suddenly being, you know, 5-0 and 
almost halfway through the season. Like, it, there, there's no reason that's off the table. Like, <laughs> it's just, oh, it's so. I honestly, this game felt like one of those games where, like, and I was really very much, I was nonplussed at halftime. Like, it didn't bother me. Like, it was annoying, but mostly I was like, ugh, okay, one really bad Tanner giveaway. And I don't know what the heck that whole situation was with the one yard that they didn't get on the third down, fourth down. Like, that was just kind of dumb and ugly. And it felt like just stop those little miscues. We're fine. It's not going to be a blowout, but we're fine. And then the bigger miscues came back. And the no scoring in the third quarter came back. And then things just got, well, bonkers if you're neutral. Quite, quite stupid. (laughs) If you're a Minnesota fan. Yeah, it was real dumb. But at least it was a different level of dumb. Or at least most of it was a different level of dumb. Indeed, the only... The defensive holding penalty on Sam Renner that this time was absolutely not a penalty in any universe. (laughs) Sam Renner, apparently it's now illegal to uh, get blocked by the center. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I think you're right. This was a much... Had we lost more horrifically silly level of dumb since we won, we'll just call it like head-shakingly what the F is that level of dumb. But it wasn't quite as disheartening in some ways to me as uh, last week. Because last week was you make a good play, then you hand the ball back because of a stupid penalty. Here it was whatever alignment thing was off on the field goal, that should never happen again. Like Because it wasn't... Like, they got overpowered down one side. Like, this is literally something where they sent... Every team sends somebody at you up that gap every time. And it's never a problem. Yeah, the guard... The guard... Weeks weeks either screwed up the protection call or the guard screwed up the protection call next to him to leave the opening. I mean, that that is absolutely fixable. You're completely right. A lot of these things, when I say it was different mistakes... The penalty situation was generally pretty clean this game, and the ones that were penalties were, I mean, those holding calls were real penalties because they were just getting beat. They were getting out-executed. I can't call that dumb. It's not good, but it's not a dumb play. Yeah, I agree. So those those things aren't necessarily a problem. Tanner Morgan staring down wide receivers is not good. That's an execution problem. One of those throws, well, two of those throws were obviously dumb. That's what is sort of the continuity from weeks two to three. This one, in some sense, the the Fresno State game was more frustrating than this one. And while honestly, as I said, if you were a nonpartisan, this game was great. The Fresno State game was frustrating precisely because the University of Minnesota should have won that game by about what 14 to 21 points pretty pretty cleanly and if i look at the georgia southern game there are two plays that more or less never happen fat guy touchdown block field goal for touchdown that happen in a very short period of time and one change makes it 31 20 given how the defense is playing in the second half obviously holding a lot of assumptions we might not want to hold constant constant the gophers are going to win that game by about 14 points there really was no time i mean even during the two minute drill if i'm honest that i thought the gophers were actually going to lose that game a really Mm. really 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 and the reason why i say that is not because i 
I should be the opposite. I should always be presuming that Minnesota is going to lose games. I think this one, the reason why I didn't actually have that feeling was that the one thing that the Gophers kind of are okay at doing when they have to is get a lot of quick strikes for pass plays, in part because the Georgia Southern was sitting back. and What they should have been doing was running substantially more overload blitzes, but only sending about four or five to the right side of the line instead of trying to send like six or seven in that two-minute drill. And the Gophers made some same, made some good plays. But honestly, until that game was over, and obviously they won, but if the game would have been over, if they had to have lost. Like that fourth down, they would have had to have missed the conversion before I really, and it probably wouldn't have sunk in until... Georgia Southern took two knees or whatever they needed to before I actually would have believed that the Gophers were going to win. And to me, it wasn't because uh, Georgia Southern is not a good football team, though I don't think they're a particularly good football team. It's not that I think Minnesota is a good football team, though I think they're better than they've shown so far. It's that the reason why they were in the position that they were in at the end of the game was in part due to freak kind of banana plays. And it's hard for me at that point to be super partisan when I can instead kind of have an out-of-body experience and just go, this is kind of hilarious. If this was occurring like Pac-12 after dark, I we would be furiously tweeting about how amazing this game was. It's like Plan 9 from Outer Space, is what I'm saying. It's a, or like The Room. <laughs> that, actually, actually, that's a good thing. Like, watching the Gophers this year is like watching The Room. Yeah, it sucks, objectively, but it's really fun. That's a, that's a, I'll take that spin, man. Like, and objectively, you're also right, is a not, if you were a nonpartisan, as a partisan. I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I changed the headline on the, uh, on the recap when they got that penalty to push them back into, like, third and 20 or whatever it was, like. I changed the headline, getting ready, like mentally, and then they pulled out of it. And then once I got to the fifty, then I was pretty confident it was a it was a win. It was just going to be like, did we, how much more cardiac, you know, did we stick in it? And <sighs> all right, so here's where I'm at. Deep breath. It's a bye week, so you know, just look for avoidance of silly bye week things, and get ready for. Uh, for Purdue, a game that I'm honestly excited for because I get to go. It's my first game of the season in person. Um, and, yeah. Given that we're about to end here, can I now point out that the other reason why it's actually okay, especially since they won, to think, hey, maybe it does matter that you're on your fourth string running back, is that when you couple that with... The Gophers do not believe that they have a second-string quarterback. The offense is going to be very constrained from a running perspective. There were plenty of plays that Bryce Williams, if he's running the ball, will get fewer yards than Mo Ibrahim, who was out for the entire game with some unspecified leg injury, but should he be expected to be back for Purdue, for Rodney Smith, who was running the ball quite well before he very much got a concussion, and hopefully it is as minor as a concussion can be, and he will be cleared and totally comfortable and ready to play against Purdue. And Cam Wiley, who I actually thought ran the ball quite well, also got banged up in some way. So you're on your fourth running back, fifth, really, because Shannon Brooks is still not ready to take physical snaps. That's going to change the way that you play a football game. 
do I think that that's an excuse? I mean, if we were given a different version of this podcast, which is the Gophers just lost to Georgia Southern instead of the Gophers won, they, would I say that's an excuse? Absolutely not. In the same way that it's not an excuse that officials missed an obvious touchback fumble and didn't even look like they reviewed it, missed a pretty obvious, well, certainly not a confirmable incompletion. And I think actually based on all the camera angles and because I'm a partisan, a pretty confirmable overturn on a uh, pass play that of course doesn't end up mattering but missed that missed several like clear holds one way or the other but none of that would have mattered if the gophers had lost it just makes this game more fun like the second half of the room you know after you've like accepted oh my god this might be the mo- worst movie ever made and it is in fact the case that Tommy was so in order to shoot scenes in two different uh, film millimeters instead of like reshooting it just tape the two cameras together which means depending on which version you're watching everything's slightly out of frame if if that if that had been the kind of thing none of those are those are excuses i think this the reason why i mentioned earlier that uh, in a previous podcast that this bye week comes at an absolutely perfect time for this team not only because you get players to be healthy but also because a lot of these things now are all right non-conference is over I don't really know how many more lies this team has, but clearly it doesn't have that many. And for the sake of some of our blog compatriots, let's just assume there are no more, because otherwise some of them will legitimately have cardiac arrest. This is a this is a team that's still pretty young, is still pretty growing, and does have a lot of talent, and can show, as they've done at times this year, that they can play very well. Do I think that means that they're going to play substantially better against Purdue? I don't know. They played all right against Purdue last season. And let us now remember, because this is the Great Takes, I suppose, positivity edition, which is not usually my forte, but here we go, that uh, the Gophers could be 0-3 right now, and they are 3-0. That is not true of every Big Ten team in our division. <laughs> And it's not true of some teams that also played like complete ass and still managed to have decent seasons, a la last year Northwestern, who did not win a game in the non-conference before doing that weird little adequate thing they did to somehow finish 8-1 and one in the Big Ten. So, all right, we're going to end positively. 3-0, we get a break. Everybody can rest up as fans, get ready for Purdue. And you should all probably rest up because I'm sure we're going to have some some fire still to talk about this game uh, when we get to the Sky U podcast uh, Tuesday night when we record it, dropping on Wednesday. So look forward to that. In the meantime, go Gophers. Sky U Ma, row the boat. <laughs>